Today is the second episode of our hysterectomy series, and we're talking about everything that you need to know after your hysterectomy surgery. Hi, I'm Jessica Vallant, a physical therapist and Pilates teacher, and I'm here to bring science-based knowledge, understanding, empathy, courage, support, love, and hopefully some fun to the journeys we have with our bodies. There is hope and strength in your body, and my goal is to help you find it. Today we are in our second episode of our hysterectomy series, and we're going to be talking about what I think is important for you to know after your surgery. So in our first episode of this series, we talked about things to know before surgery, including questions to ask your surgeon and ways to prepare so you could feel your best after that surgery. So today we're going to talk about things to know after. I highly recommend you go and listen to that first episode if you haven't yet. It will help kind of set you up for what we're going to talk about today. So there are three main areas that we're going to discuss today. One is healing after surgery and what you can expect from that. The second is sex after hysterectomy because I know that's an important topic for many people and they feel a lot of embarrassment around asking those questions. So we're going to discuss that. And then third, we're going to take a good amount of time to talk about exercise and movement after your hysterectomy surgery. I want to start by saying that everyone is different. While this is a very common surgery, it's different for everyone. Everyone's body is different, everyone's history is different, and everyone's surgeon is different. So take everything you learn here and make sure you do go back and understand what your specific restrictions are and what your surgeon has told you about your healing. I always want you to go back and ask those questions to find out if there's anything specific to your situation that you need to know. One thing that really is going to be kind of an overarching theme of what we talk about today is setting your expectations. And what I mean by that is I find working with clients in physical therapy over the years is no matter what the surgery is, A lot of times expectations just aren't set correctly. Surgeons tend to have a way of saying, oh, it's just this easy surgery, no big deal. And hysterectomy is one of those because it is so common. So it sometimes is brushed off or you'll hear stories from your neighbors or from friends or even family members who say, oh, it was no big deal at all. I got right back to normal things. I can't even remember what exactly happened. It was so easy. It's common to hear those stories and I really want to read reiterate that that isn't always the case. It is still a surgery. You're still going under anesthesia. You still have healing to do. And so it's important to give yourself a lot of grace and patience in that. Know that, yes, it will take some time afterwards to heal. It'll take some time to feel like yourself again. You are not expected to just jump back up on the second day and get back to your normal activities. It's okay to take some time and it is really best for your body if you allow yourself to take that time. So all of this information is really meant for you to set your expectations correctly, allow you the space to really get to know your body, to ask the questions and to heal in the best possible way so that you can feel safe and empowered and strong in your body again after your hysterectomy surgery. So first, let's talk about the healing that happens 
after the surgery itself. You are going to be put under general anesthesia, and I know many of you listening may have never been under anesthesia before. So I wanna talk about what you can expect from that, because again, it's usually not discussed necessarily with your surgeon. Every client that I have worked with, no matter the surgery, whether it's a knee surgery, an ankle surgery, exploratory surgery, anything that requires general anesthesia, there is going to be some recovery time simply from the anesthesia itself. It can commonly cause brain fog, fatigue, a lot of energy depletion. It can even cause differing feelings with your emotions where it's easier to cry and get frustrated. I've seen all of that with the anesthesia and I've felt it myself. And it can take a few months for our bodies to really process that anesthesia and eliminate it from our system. So don't be surprised at all if you have gotten to the point six weeks after surgery that the doctor says you're healed, you know on paper you are healed, but you just don't quite feel those energy levels up yet. You don't quite feel like yourself yet. You're not quite sleeping through the night yet. That is normal, and many times it is simply your body still processing that anesthesia. So like I said a little while ago, it's important to give yourself a lot of grace and a lot of patience in that area. You will feel like yourself again. You will have those normal energy levels again, but it just takes a little time to get there. Another thing to keep in mind is that it is very common to experience constipation after surgery. Both anesthesia and the pain medication they tend to put you on after surgery are common causes of constipation. So I want you to be prepared for that. I want you to stay really hydrated. Many times the doctor will prescribe a stool softener that they'll ask you to take, and that can be helpful until you pass that first stool. I will tell you my personal experience with this. I've had three major abdominal surgeries each time I have experienced constipation. And this past one, my hysterectomy with my prolapse repair, I actually did not use the restroom for six days after my surgery. Yes, I was able to urinate. That was not a problem at all, but I was not able to pass a stool for six days after surgery. I know that might be too much information for you, but... I'm telling you, I know how it feels to not be able to go to the bathroom. And I worked with my surgeon. I worked with some doctor friends who ended up actually recommending that I get a liquid enema from the pharmacy, which just over the counter, it's just something you drink. And I ended up going to the restroom all night long. And I felt like a new person in the morning. I felt amazing. It made a huge difference. So I say that again just to set you up to know that that can be a significant cause of discomfort if you're not able to defecate after surgery. So don't be afraid. Don't ever be embarrassed to tell your doctor, to tell friends, say, what can I do about this? It is causing me discomfort because it can happen commonly after surgery. So set yourself up to be ready for that and to take care of it as needed. Let's talk about what you can expect at home after surgery, meaning what you're going to be able to do around the house when you start to feel a little bit stronger and are able to do some of those daily activities. 
My personal story is that I had a two-year-old and a six-year-old at home when I had my hysterectomy and my major prolapse repairs. We also lived in a home that was three stories, so I had three sets of stairs that I was doing regularly. I had no problem doing simple activities of daily living when I got home, meaning I could walk up the stairs on my own. I was able to take a shower that first night. I was able to hug my kids goodbye the next morning. I was able to warm up a bowl of soup for myself in the microwave. I was able to do those things in the first four and five days. I had to rest in between every activity. So I was laying down on the couch and watching more TV than I ever do. I was making myself do that between every activity. I was exhausted. I wasn't able to drive in those first few days. I asked for help from people around me. My husband, extremely helpful. We had friends bringing us meals. The last thing I wanted to do was be on my feet and cook. So you will be able to get around the house. You'll be able to take care of yourself. Keep in mind, if you have an abdominal incision, that will be a little bit different. You may need more help when it comes to getting in and out of the bed and on and off of the toilet. So prepare yourself ahead of time to set up who is going to be helping you, how you're going to be able to get help if you need it. If you do live by yourself, maybe setting up a couch to be comfortable to really rest on and even sleep on. If you have a multi-level home, you may want to just have a really cozy resting spot on each level. Those kind of things are helpful. Maybe setting up a lot of pillows and beds so you can sleep sitting up if needed. Maybe even putting a waterproof chair in the shower so that you can sit during a shower. I did that the first two nights. I put a stool, a really high stool in the shower because you can't necessarily take a bath the first few weeks or even six weeks if you're on pelvic rest. They won't want you to take a bath. So having a stool or a chair in the shower was very helpful because I was just too tired to stand up for that long a period of time. So again, you're going to kind of need to judge and gauge your own energy levels, but take a rest as needed. And just know that that first week, you are just working to kind of stay human, to be honest. You are working through that fog. You are exhausted. You're still going to be in pain. And there, yes, there's some activities we just still need to do at home, right? If we have family members, if we have things that need to be done, again, just taking care of ourselves and feeding ourselves, you need to be able to nourish yourself. So have meals ready, have help if you can get it. And if not, just do what you need to, to preserve those energy levels. And then after a week typically that is when you'll just start feeling again like a human a little bit it'll be more comfortable to stand in the shower you will be ready to go on a walk down the block at that point and keep in mind walking is very important when it comes to healing after surgery walking helps with circulation it helps prevent blood clots it helps with digestion it has so many benefits they might even have you walk around the hospital floor before you leave and are discharged from the hospital but just know you're not going to be out doing that 30 minute power walk I was able to walk one block about five days after surgery. That was it. Otherwise, I got lightheaded. I got too tired. And every day, I just added maybe a minute or two minutes or three minutes. 
I just added a little bit to that walking. So, and we'll talk more about that when we get to the exercise piece. But just know that you're going to need to preserve your energy. You're going to need to rest as much as possible and also find ways to move because that will help your healing as long as you're moving within the restrictions that the surgeon has given you. Many people also ask when they're able to get back to work, and that involves many factors, including obviously what your job is, how many hours a day you work, whether it's standing, whether you're sitting, if you're at home, if you're driving, all of those kind of things. As a physical therapist and Pilates teacher, I saw my first client in person three weeks after my surgery. That's when I felt ready to see a client. My days were still short and I wasn't able to lift. And with my job, it does require some lifting. So I simply let my clients know ahead of time, I'm not going to be lifting. I can come in and see you. And it took about three weeks. But I was able to do work from home on the computer much earlier than that. So it really will depend on you and your job. And you're going to want to look at that and set a plan for return that makes the most sense for you. And then looking at a little more of a long-term healing. So like I said, it takes about a week to just come out of that fog of surgery to start to have the pain lessen. Many times you'll be off of medication by that point. So it takes about a week for that. And then I find that the next kind of three weeks, you'll take a big step towards improvement of just getting back to all those daily activities. So at about a month post-surgery, should be much, much more comfortable to kind of move around the house. Again, in and out of bed feels more comfortable. Getting your pants on and off, I think about a month after is when I finally put on pants that weren't like an elastic waistband. I could put on a pair of jeans and it was more comfortable. So it's about a month that you're doing just those daily activities start to feel much more comfortable. You start to feel like yourself again. Um, You're driving. I was taking the kids to school within a week or two after surgery. I didn't want to walk in and do a lot of activities with them, but I was able to drive. So it takes about a month for kind of all of those just normal things, running in and out of the grocery store, those kind of things. Then, again, we'll talk about this with exercise, but that next big step is getting into a movement program, starting to exercise again, and typically that will come around six to ten weeks depending on your restrictions from your doctor. Let's move on and talk about sex after hysterectomy. So we're going to address orgasm and we're going to address intercourse with penetration as well. The first thing I want you to know is that this is an important topic and I want you to feel empowered and confident in talking about it. I know there's a lot of shame and embarrassment and I know it can feel embarrassing to talk to your doctor about it, but if it's important to you, then it's important to your life and your healing and it's important to get as much information as you can about it. So know that you have an absolute right to ask these questions and find out the information and the answers. One reason that people question how sex and penetration are going to feel after a hysterectomy is that There was a thought in the past that a woman's orgasm originated from the cervix. So if a woman orgasmed during penetration, 
that originated from the cervix. And many times the cervix is taken out with a hysterectomy. So there was a thought that possibly with a hysterectomy, a woman couldn't orgasm anymore with penetration. But now the understanding is that that isn't the case. The idea that the orgasm originates with the cervix has been debunked. So that's kind of an idea that we can take and put to the side. That being said, it is absolutely a fair question to ask how penetration will feel after a hysterectomy. Your body does change after surgery in many different ways. Even though on paper the vagina itself may not change with a hysterectomy, it will feel a little different after surgery. There can be swelling while you're still healing. If you had a prolapse repair like I did with a hysterectomy, things are a little bit different in there. There are stitches that you're dealing with. There are things that are different. So I will say yes, it may feel different short term. That being said, there is no research that shows that orgasm decreases or changes after hysterectomy for the majority of women. I will tell you from a personal standpoint, it did not change for me whatsoever afterwards. Yes, it will take time as you heal to have sex again. You will be required to have a wait time before you're allowed to have penetration. That is common after any kind of surgery that involves the pelvic floor. It's common after giving birth. So you'll need that pelvic rest time. Don't be afraid to take it slow. Talk to your partner about what you need, about what feels comfortable for you. Explore a little bit this body that you have now. Get comfortable with it. But there's no reason to think that sex or penetration or orgasm will be any different after surgery than it is before surgery. One other thing I get asked about is if the length of the vaginal canal changes after surgery. That happens very, very rarely with a hysterectomy, and it is something that the surgeon would be very clear with you about. That's something I personally asked because I just didn't know before my own surgery. It was made clear to me that it wouldn't change whatsoever. So if that's a concern for you, go ahead and ask your surgeon prior to surgery. The last thing that I want to touch on in this area is how we sometimes feel after surgery when it comes to our confidence and it relates to how many of us feel prior to surgery many of us going into a hysterectomy may be experiencing constant bleeding or constant cramping um, fibroids that you can see and feel I was dealing with a bulge, a literal bulge with my uterine prolapse and bladder prolapse hanging out of my vagina for seven years those things can have a big effect on our confidence, which then in turn can have a big effect on how we feel sexually. And I can say going through a surgery to deal with that, coming out of it and starting to find safety in my body again, starting to feel confident, I actually felt more sexy. I felt more willing to be sexually active because I simply felt good about myself and in my body again. I felt safe. So don't be surprised if that happens to you as well. You deserve to be confident. You deserve to feel empowered and good in the body you have. 
The last thing we're going to talk about is movement and exercise after surgery. So you heard me talk about walking, getting into moving your body a little bit in that way after surgery, but let's talk about purposeful movement such as exercise, swimming, biking, lifting weights, Pilates, yoga, all of those wonderful things that we like to do. The doctor will give you a set of restrictions with that. Typically, it's something like don't lift more than 10 pounds for six weeks or 10 weeks. Other than that, there's not a lot of instruction that comes with it. I found that I really didn't know what I could and couldn't do after my own surgery. I simply knew I couldn't lift more than 10 pounds for 10 weeks, and I knew I felt better with movement, so I needed to find a very intentional and safe movement program, and I ended up creating it for myself because I also knew it didn't make sense to not lift anything for 10 weeks and then suddenly pick up my 20-pound son at 10 weeks. I knew I needed to prepare for that. And that's the importance of finding a safe movement program is that we're preparing for real life. Getting on and off the toilet is a squat. Getting in and out of the car is a squat with a twist. Lifting grocery bags is typically 8 to 10 pounds right there. So we want to prepare ourselves and it's a safe thing to do. We just need to know how to do it purposefully and with intention. And I want you to know there is absolutely no reason, again, unless the doctor tells you because you have some extenuating circumstances, there is absolutely no reason with a hysterectomy that you cannot get back to the activities that you love and want to do. Hysterectomies do not hold us back. The one thing to know that you have probably heard is there is a slightly higher occurrence of prolapse in women who have had a hysterectomy. Because of that, it is important to know some lifestyle management tips to help prevent prolapse, but I don't want you to ever feel like it holds you back. The important thing is to focus on what you can do. So the important thing is simply to be aware of what you can do to help prevent a prolapse. And most of those things are just lifestyle management tips, such as not letting yourself get constipated, not sitting on the toilet and pushing as hard as you can. Those kind of things are the most important things to help prevent a prolapse, not avoiding exercise. We need to move. We just need to know how to do it in a purposeful way. I actually created a 10-week hysterectomy workout guide because of this, because I want to help empower and strengthen you in a really safe and exciting way. So that 10-week guide, I'll have the link in the show notes below. And it takes you through a safe and purposeful and very progressive exercise routine starting from the very first week that you have a hysterectomy. Long term, know that you can keep moving. You can stay strong. You can lift weights if you choose to. You can play tennis if you choose to. You can swim. You can bike. You can hike. You can do all of those things. Yes, you're going to need to do it in a progressive way, and you'll have to decide if there's anything long-term that doesn't feel good to you. 
me, I choose not to run at this point. And that is more about my prolapse repairs than it is about my hysterectomy. I have been told by the surgeon that I am cleared to run, that it's safe to run. But to be honest, when I try to run, it just doesn't feel good. But I don't let that bring me down and I don't let that stop me from moving. I simply decide, you know what? Running probably isn't the best thing because I don't really enjoy it and it doesn't feel great. But look at all of these other things that I can still do. I have chosen to continue to lift weights because of all of the amazing benefits to our bones, to our mind, to our brain, to our balance, to our health. All of those things are helped with lifting weights. So I choose to continue to do it. But I'm also choosing not to lift more than 50 pounds. That was a restriction put on me because of the prolapse repairs, not the hysterectomy, but because of the prolapse repairs. So that's a choice I make, but I continue to lift weights in what feels good. I lift them two or three times a week. So you can continue your activities. Please do not feel fear of movement. I talked to a client recently who reached out. She was 15 years post hysterectomy. So it had been 15 years since her surgery and she had never started exercising because she simply didn't know that she could. And I am here to tell you that you can and that you should move your body. And I want you to do it without fear. If nothing else, come away from this episode with the message that you can feel confident and empowered and strong in your body. I hope that this episode brings you some hope. I hope that this episode brings you some peace and some tips and some actionable steps that you can take to move forward after your hysterectomy. We may not always choose to have this surgery. We may not always choose what has happened in our bodies to lead us here, but we can take control from here on out. We can decide the next step that we take and we can start to feel safe and confident in our bodies again. I will talk to you soon. As always, thank you so much for stopping by today. If you have a moment, please rate and review this podcast as it helps us out tremendously. For more workouts and resources, you can come over to my website, my YouTube channel, or join my unlimited community. Links for those are below.